Welcome back to First Gen Table Talks with Eileen Rivera. This episode is all about First Gen Hispanics and highlighting Hispanic Heritage Month. It is important for students to know that no matter who you are, there are people who are rooting for your success and who understand the barriers we have had to cross to get to where we are today. Especially for our first generation students, Students are often not aware of the different organizations that this campus offers and how they, just like other resources on campus, can be just as important for our success. As today's special guest, we have Litsy and Sophia, who are both Hispanic student leaders here on campus. If you two could please introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Litsy. I'm the president of the Dream Club. I'm from Guerrero, Mexico, and I migrated here at the age of three. As a little girl, I never knew children like me would have a difficult life just to be able to work or get an education. Once I started uh, freshman year in high school, I lost hope in myself because I started to feel like all my hard work would be crushed in any moment. I was never really able to connect with my roots since I went to a PWI, but once I came to tech, I met all these amazing people and I learned about being Hispanic is all about unity. Hi, my name is Sofia Guerrero. I'm president of LSO and LME. Uh, I was born in Guanajuato, Mexico. I migrated at a young age, um, literally barely about to turn two. Um, growing up, I didn't realize what it meant to be Hispanic. And as I was in high school, I learned sort of baby steps of who I am, who, what my heritage is, my culture and all that stuff and celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month at a university to me is a really big deal because you involve not only the people who can relate to you but also the people who have maybe no idea like what we go through what we've been through what we celebrate and what who we are as a culture as being Hispanics and I'm really excited to see how it is this month for future purposes as well too. Um, so the quote I wanted to share with you all today this is our sign to keep striving for your goals, even with the odds against us. Let us not fear whatever journey you may be on. You've got this. There are no limits to our potential. There is no limit to what we are. As first gen, we can accomplish. By your Latina hermana. So, let's get started. So, my first question for you guys is, what are all the Hispanics, Latinx student organizations on campus? And I'll start with mine. It's called LULAC. It's the League of United Latin American Citizens. Um, well, I'm president for LSO, so the Latin Student Organization, and then also president for LME, which is La Mariposa Experience. LME is basically like um, to just empower richness and the beauty of culture within the like female population. Mm -hmm. And it's basically, I consider it a sisterhood, like you know, a small sisterhood, and we work on like important things such as working with others and working on community service, and it's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm the president of the Dream Club. The Dream Club is not only for just undocumented students, but any students that have like problem with trying to find, you know, with FAFSA, like, because a lot of students, when they come from a Hispanic family, um, a lot of them don't know how to actually apply for FAFSA or what are the regulations since, you know, like they're first generation. And we also try to, you know, get all undocumented students involved in certain like, you know, internships or like stuff that they can get involved, um, no matter like their status in immigration or anything. Between all of these organizations, what's the difference? For LULAC, it is more scholarship based on like 
your involvement in the community and your civic engagement and basically just based on scholarship? Uh, well, LSO, it's kind of like, it's a big umbrella, I guess you could say. It's just basically to educate, involve, and have fun on our culture, and we share it with the whole campus. And then LME, it's basically kind of the same thing, but it's mainly focused on like empowering girls, because it's difficult, not gonna lie, for us, because sometimes we'll be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have leadership or this and that, but we definitely do. So our main focus is in doing that and just empowering one another and helping one another, uplifting one another. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, and the dream, I would say it's more like trying to show people what, you know, and educate them about what DACA is. Because a lot of students on campus don't really know. Explain what DACA is. Deferred Deferred Action action for for Childhood Arrivals. Um, And a lot of students on campus don't know that. And I remember I did a topic on that in a classroom, and most of my, like, classmates, they were like, what is it would have been is, is that you know mm-hmm. and so you try to educate them but you know some of them are like oh I stand with you and then some mm-hmm. of them are like well I mean it's also your fault but it's really not but yeah we try to you know educate students on campus about what that guy is and you know the difficulties of dreamers and undocumented students mm-hmm. that they have to face yeah because a lot of people don't know that undocumented students you know they don't have a driver's license they don't yeah. have a social security number it's really hard for them to find a job and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. To get from point A to point B sometimes. Yeah. What do these organizations provide for students? I know we touched on that a little bit. LSO, well, since it's kind of like the big umbrella, like I said, mm-hmm. it provides like a home away from home for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Me especially, because, I mean, I'm from Hot Springs, and that's two hours away. And um, although sometimes I would love to, I can't go home every weekend. I, you know, school gets busy, life gets busy. And so just having events on campus where, like, you can share culture and you can relate to others it's just a little it can sometimes feel like a family reunion basically yeah. <laughs> with everyone and like are also learning about other people like oh well my family cooks this differently and oh well actually mine doesn't mm-hmm. eat it that way you know and it's really nice to see that and share that with people who have no idea what our culture is as well mm-hmm. and LME basically kind of does the same thing as well too like Sophia said that you know she she's away from home and stuff like that I would say I would be considered away from home even though I'm from Russellville but mm-hmm. since I went to a, um, a PWI it was like very hard to like see other students like with the same struggles that, as I was going through mm-hmm. yeah because you know at school people would always be like oh I went to vacation like in Europe oh I went to London with my family yeah. and then like everybody would be like <laughs> what did you do and I was like uh, Girl, I at work. <laughs> I was home. I cleaned you know? and I cooked. And yep. it was always like that struggle, like of telling people, well, "I'm not from here," because then they mm-hmm. would be like, "Oh, you know, you're not from here. Like, why?" And it was just like I never wanted to feel out mm-hmm. or like be like left out because they were like, you know, I went to this and you didn't. Mm-hmm. So it was just like when I came to Tech and realized that there was other students like me, I was just like this is where I belong because they have the same struggles they went through the same like you know things to be able to go to college and we still are some of us don't have a job some of us don't have a social security number you know or a driver's license so it's just like we can talk about something that we all struggle with and you have to work that much harder yeah can you only be a part of these organizations if you're Hispanic or Latino no No. (laughs) extra emphasis on the no (laughs) 
like we always say it's events for campus events for people to come and enjoy and have fun a lot of people love our food anyways Mm -hmm. hello the kickoff that went very well i know for like whenever you guys are coming to a lot of our events or like whatever we have going on on campus that is always a question that y'all have in the back of your heads be sure to come out and support us because just like all other events on campus they're open to everybody yes and definitely like i'll sometimes mention like oh do you want to get added to recruit me like we'll mm-hmm. have more communication there they'll think about it like they'll stand and ponder and i'm like it's not <laughs> exclusive like we love our culture and y'all love our culture as well like we mm-hmm. love to share and educate mm-hmm. and kind of teach y'all how we grew up and yeah. see like how things were different and we as just well, like to share yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we do like to share <laughs> What does being first-gen and Hispanic or Latinas mean to you guys? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, first-gen. Well, everyone can tell you it's difficult. It's not easy. You're literally having to figure things out on your own. Mm-hmm. But to be first-gen and to be Hispanic? It's a wonderful Ooh. Struggle. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like your parents, they expect so much out of you. They, mm-hmm. you know, they're pouring their dreams onto you. And you mm-hmm. have to, like continue from that you have to like grow from that and fight for your dreams as well too like yes you're doing this for you but a little bit part of you is also doing it for your parents because we know our parents sacrifice so much it's not easy their their job lord it's not easy it's it's hard working and i know a lot of people not just first gens and everyone have hard working jobs but to see our parents struggle out in the sun that's you know not easy to see for me, being first gen Hispanic, it's unreal sometimes. Sometimes I'll have that imposter syndrome, and I'm like, am I really meant to be here in this university? Like, I'm actually going to get a career. I'm actually going to be other than just another Hispanic in the United States. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Um, I I value a lot, like my mom, and you know, I think for her, thank her for you know bringing me here and being able to get an education. And I feel like me going to college and getting a degree and you know being someone that she wanted to be when she was a little girl Mm -hmm. it's just like I'm doing it for her like I know Mm -hmm. I'm also doing it for me because you know I see them struggle all the time and I'm just like you know I don't want my kids to fill out a paper and their (laughs) parents be like what education did you get oh Mm -hmm. just high school or middle school yeah um because I would always like see other kids and they'll be like oh my parents went to college or oh my parents finished yeah. high school or like when their parents were able to help them out with college yeah. applications and then like us it's, yeah. we're it's just, just figuring it out I nearly like, broke well, down to my high school counselor because I, did. I had no idea what to do like what <laughs> yeah. was I supposed to do mm-hmm. and I didn't know like you know I only knew about like tech and um, UCA mm-hmm. and other kids were like oh well, I'm gonna go to you know the University of like Michigan and stuff like mm-hmm. that and I was like Tech for me is far. (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna lie, my dream school was um, the University of New Mexico. Aww. Yeah, and they were really friendly with undocumented students, but I felt bad leaving my family. (laughs) Tech also does really well for undocumented students. Yes, very. So along with that, and also with leaving my parents and being almost three hours away from home, and they're always constantly calling me, like they have their dreams too and they've made their sacrifices and I was like it reminds us how hard we have to work and how just how mi- how much more it means to walk across that stage as first gens 
especially like even I know some of us are like first gen high school graduates Mm -hmm. to even that extent and it means a lot to where we're already at yeah I remember when I graduated um, high school I dedicated my um, diploma to my mom and dad I was like this is for y'all because I know y'all didn't make it that far but (laughs) I did and you know this is my gift to you so yeah Yeah, when I graduated oh my gosh I was so emotional because like (laughs) it's like one step closer you know yeah Mm -hmm. I'm tearing up (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about that when I graduated high school for my parents (laughs) yeah so what are some obstacles that you as first-gen Latinas have had to overcome? So like mentioned, um, when I went to my counselor, they a lot of undocumented students before me, they either decided to not continue their education mm-hmm. or just like not focus on applying for colleges because when I went to my counselor, she had no idea. <laughs> she had to look things up on the internet. She had to ask other people. She had to do this and that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, bestie, you're just as good as me because I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, it got to the point where, like, I didn't know if I was going to college. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what scholarships I could apply for. I was literally looking up um, scholarships where you can, like, uh, you don't need to be a citizen. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of the biggest obstacles because... Before I started applying, actually, I didn't even know if I could go to college. But, like, you know, the United States doesn't prevent you from going to college. They just can't help you financially. Yeah. So, like, FAFSA and stuff. It's really hard. Yeah. I would say, like, when I was starting to, like, apply for college and stuff, um, and I didn't know, like, you know, if I was going to be able to or if, you know, I was even going to get a scholarship or continue with like what I wanted to do because you know Hispanic like women are stereotyped as you're staying at home your husband goes and works and you just stay in your little house clean feed the kids and stuff Mm -hmm. and I felt like I just wanted to break that Mm -hmm. like I don't I didn't want to be there's nothing wrong with being like you know a stay-at-home mom you Mm -hmm. know but I wanted to be someone that my kids would be like oh well my mom she does this Mm -hmm. she went to college she went to college (laughs) I felt like you know trying to apply and also my counselor didn't didn't know anything like I would tell yeah. him I was like well I don't have documents or anything like that and he was like what do you mean <laughs> no. he was just like what do you mean <laughs> I felt like I would I didn't have that like help because I was like well network yeah I was just like well mm-hmm. if he doesn't know then I don't know but like you know blessings come and my ESL teacher and my Spanish teacher they helped me a lot like mm-hmm. I'm like really really grateful for them because if it wasn't for them and him, like, stepping out of his way and, like, you know, not being, like, oh, well, she can't go to college, well, she's not going to go. Mm-hmm. He stepped out of, you know, that little space and he was, like, I can help you. Mm-hmm. And he helped me with all my, you know, paperwork, with all, like, the scholarships my Spanish teacher did, too. And, you know, with them, I'm, like, super grateful. And every time I see them, I just, like, get, like, this, like, feeling and I'm just like you know Mm -hmm. because of them I'm here and everybody else too so Um, Eileen brought us to this podcast to cry bro (laughs) (laughs) I know it's just really sentimental and really touching when you realize how much how far you have gone like what you've done and just because you don't think about that day to day I mean I'm the senior now and I did not think I would make it this far all of my siblings have dropped out of college I'm the youngest and I'm still like figuring things out out and like they haven't been able to help me because they dropped out either like the first semester like something along those lines 
because they didn't have those resources to help them like keep going to college like for me um to see like even you guys like I know some of y'all like you have siblings too and it's insane to see like we all go through a lot of very similar struggles and it's this is a really touching home with me I would also say like me giving up like right now and since I'm like the oldest out of my three younger brothers Mm -hmm. me giving up is like giving up on them yeah yeah so like because they look up to me and every time they come to me and they're like oh like I need help with like my schedule and stuff and I'm like oh I took this class it's easy don't worry about it and I feel like I'm doing something Mm -hmm. because you know I wasn't able to get help but with them I'm able to help them and every time they like come up to me and they're like they give me like a thank you and I'm just like oh yeah, you know, yeah. my babies. My, yeah, <laughs> my godbrother is here this semester. He's a freshman. I didn't realize how much like, my cousins or my god siblings back home look up to me coming to school. And like every time I go home, like I always see them. Like I'll go to like big family events, and to see like how much like I helped him do his FAFSA, I helped him apply for scholarships, and like doing all of that and making taking that weight off of him and like being able to do that for someone else I see how much it's worth like how much it's worth like staying yeah that part because like every time my family comes over they're always like hi Nina like how's college and this Mm -hmm. and that and like for me it hits hard because my parents they have a lot of siblings Mm -hmm. a lot and I'm the only one here in the United States that Mm -hmm. is going to get a career like yeah I have second cousins but that's like only two out of the many mm-hmm. that have a, that don't have a college degree, and just thinking about that, I'm like, wow. Yeah, but I'll be the first one out of my immediate family to get a college degree, which is insane. We're in the middle of Hispanic Heritage Month. Are there any events that you guys want to shout out? Yes. Tomorrow, we have the LULAC LSO fundraiser, which is. September 28th at the Bell Tower from 11 to 1 p.m. LME will be having a baile workshop October 3rd at the Student Union at 7, I believe. And it's basically just coming out and learning some easy little dance moves to the different dances in Latin America, such as salsa, merengue, bachata. It'll just be fun for you to come out and enjoy our music. And then LSO will be having an event in October, the big showcase. On the 12th. Yes, on the 12th. It's on a Thursday at 7 in the Union. And it's basically just a little show of who we are as Latin America, Hispanics and stuff. And we'll be having, hopefully, representation for each country. There will be a lot of music, a lot of um, pretty attire, flags. Just you're going to feel what it means to be Hispanic. Not just to us, but to other people as well. For October, from the 16th to the 20th, the dream will be having like a DACA week. It's Mm -hmm. mostly just about educating students, you know, how they can help, how they can get involved with helping undocumented students. Um, We're also planning on doing some like events throughout that, not to just have like educational time, but you know, we're going to do some fun activities. We may be painting some little stuff, so (laughs) just be out in the lookout on. Follow us on, like, our Instagram page at ATU underscore dream. So, you know, yeah. we'll post it on there. You want to shout out your Instagrams? Ooh, let's see. Underscore ATU underscore LME underscore. <laughs> and then ATU underscore LSO. What is a difficulty that you have faced as a first-gen um, that maybe you feel like has been 
maybe FAFSA or something like that that's been like a big obstacle for school? I would say like especially with FAFSA um, not being able to like apply for it because you know you need a social security number um, finding essay like finding scholarships that you know are for undocumented students because there there's a lot of undocumented students that have the same I guess you could say story mm-hmm. you know because it comes like oh my parents brought me to the United States when I was a little girl a little boy mm-hmm. and you know readers see that all the time and they're like it's the same story who has a more like touch worthy mm-hmm. um, setting yourself apart yeah, yeah that part basically yeah. to back track I think that's how you said <laughs> what Lucy just said uh-huh. so that was like applying for like Latino scholarships and stuff it's like everybody has like your, your parents are immigrants mm-hmm. your parents came here your parents made a sacrifice for you what difference did that make for like all, yeah. all of us and like mine I'll usually talk about like I grew up making tacos with my mom and dad I still go home on the weekends and I make tacos with my mom and dad just realizing like you get humbled like you see yeah, people yeah. like they're out there dancing having fun at the quince but you're sitting there you're like burning your fingertips making mm-hmm. making tortillas and like doing all that and like that's so I'll have like you know money for like spending or like maybe I needed a little extra money for books or something yeah and like those are the sacrifices like I'm willing to make to like help my parents so they could help me yeah and I will say like when I had to write my thank you letter to the Lulex scholarship mm-hmm. I said not only are you helping a student who wants to become a nurse you're helping a little girl mm-hmm. who did not know she could go to college as student leaders on this campus how has taking on a role and being a part of these organizations impacted your success as a first generation college student to be quite frankly honest i just wanted to be secretary of lso and <laughs> i saw that no one was running for a president mm-hmm. and I was like we can absolutely not let this organization die down mm-hmm. stepping up little by little I realized what I meant to be a leader what I meant to you know grow your connections reach out to people like mm-hmm. yes it's one thing asking for help but you're gonna ask for help for a lot of things mm-hmm. like hey where can I who do I need to ask to have this who do I need to ask to do this and you're just growing your connections you're growing your network with people and it's Sometimes I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing. And then when people tell me, like, oh, that event was so fun, or I've seen, like, a lot of people go to this event, it just not only warms my heart, but I can understand what the former president went through to Mm -hmm. start this organization, to start Mm -hmm. this, which which is, like, it just warms your heart, really, to see people have fun and enjoy. It does. I love whenever they, like, for my organization, I love whenever they actually show up. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, yes, you came. I'm so proud of you for being and here. And it's crazy, like what Sophia was saying, you know, um, the former president, Leslie, you know, she, she was telling us how she started with, like, six people in her mm-hmm. organization. And to see that now, it's like we're growing it more and more and every day. Yes. It's just like, you know, we, we're doing something good for people to keep, like, joining mm-hmm. us. Adios, guys. I hope you enjoyed all of us. Hope you laughed. And if y'all shed some tears, well, that's okay. We did too. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you. (laughs) All right, so please make sure to check out our social media platforms. We are on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, we are at ATU First Gen. And on Facebook, we are Arkansas Tech University's First Gen Experience. On campus, we are in Doc Bryan 171. Don't be scared to pop in.